Welcome back, baseball friends and wrestling friends, to a special episode of the Banish to the Pen podcast, a group baseball blog produced by friends and fans of the site Effectively Wild, the podcast from Baseball Perspectives. I'm your host, Ryan Sullivan, editor-in-chief of NatsGM.com and the baron of all baseball podcasts. This week, we have a special wrestling episode for you. We're in the midst of, if not the biggest wrestling weekend of the year, the second biggest. And uh, to help uh, analyze, talk, and uh, cover everything that's going on in the pro wrestling world, I've got Tim Livingston, I've got Eric Ferguson, and I've got Eric Hartman. Say hello to the audience. Hello, audience. Or as, as Jason Parks would say, hello, Internet. <laughs> yes, we are blatantly ripping it off from Jason. Yes, uh, we are. Uh. But uh, I think the best way to do this, guys, is uh, let's introduce ourselves. I think everybody has, has gotten my voice. But uh, let's start with uh, one of the Eric's. I guess we'll start uh, alphabetically. Uh, Eric F., how about uh, just introduce yourself, Twitter handle, how you're a wrestling fan, and uh, whatever you want to share. Uh, yes, my name is Eric Ferguson. I am at Fergamania. Um, I am the heel authority figure for the Battle Warbash Series Challenge Fantasy League. And uh, I've been a wrestling fan of some degree since I was probably like, you know, seven or eight years old. So it's I should have dropped it a long time ago, and I just can't. <laughs> I think that's pretty much the way it all goes, right? Uh, Eric, not Cartman, but Hartman, you're up. So clever, always. Um, oh, I know. I had to do it, right? Of course, of course. Uh, like, believe me, I have that just it's on autopilot for the last 20 years. <laughs> but I'm Eric Hartman at Eric Hartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N been a wrestling fan since before i remember i got an older brother who was among the bigger hulkamaniacs out there uh so between that and growing up in toronto being a huge bret hart fan sort of been a fan on and off for most of my life on with the last two years as i've learned a lot of fun of going to watch wrestling at bars really where can you go to bars and watch wrestling now there's a bar in Toronto, a sports bar, pretty big, and it's generally empty except for wrestling events. So I watch WrestleMania there, I watch the draft there, I might go tonight to watch SummerSlam, and it's a fun environment, just a bunch of dorks. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Then you don't have to pay for the network either. Yeah. Uh, Tim, uh, you're up. Introduce yourself, uh, my friend. Yeah, I'm Mr. Tim Livingston on Twitter and Instagram, if you're into that, although I haven't been on Instagram in a while. I'm currently with the Sonoma Stompers, assistant GM this year, and as uh, far as wrestling goes, my first right memory was when I was four, and that was when I saw Hulk slam Andre, and then I started um, renting, this is, this is going to be great for Ryan, I started renting the old Coliseum Video VHS <laughs> tapes. Oh, wow. from my from uh-huh. my local from my local uh, movie store. Everybody that's like, over about thirty years old knows what you're talking yeah. about too. Yeah. I mean, so that's well, like the, I'm the only twenty six, but I did that a pretty heavy amount when I was like six or seven, and yeah. got, or four or five probably, and all the old Hulkamania videos. Oh yes, gosh, and so yeah. I watched like WrestleMania two twenty times, and like <laughs> I mean, like I was all over it. Every time I went to go rent WrestleMania three, it was never there because the jerk kept it you know but uh but yeah i mean i've been i've been uh i've been a wrestling fan for basically 30 years and uh and i've actually i'm a, i'm actually a broadcaster now for a, a wrestling federation here in northern california called phoenix for wrestling and we have a show this friday and uh it's it's uh, it's really fun and i'm i'm very happy to at least be doing something with this i've always wanted to and uh, it's it's really cool to be a part of it 
We're going to have to get to that about uh, talking about what it's like to be an announcer for an indie fed, too. We're going to have to talk about that at some yeah. point, anyways. Sure. Um, I yeah, get, of course. First place I want to start, and uh, I think um, Eric brought it up uh, off air, was um, talking about the raw brand split a little bit. It's been, I don't know, five weeks or so since it's happened, and uh, I think it's a pretty good time to reflect on some of the good and some of the bad that's gone on so far. Um, I don't know if anybody in particular wants to start, but I'll just open the floor up and uh, good and bad from the Rob Rand split. Who I'll wants? To go ahead, jump. I'll jump in, and uh, so the one thing I want to talk about that's working so far is just not even necessarily with the split, and it's not where I would have imagined it going. But you could see in my picks in the Battle Wars Bash series, I'm in love with Jericho. <laughs> I. Chris Jericho as a babyface is among the worst characters in wrestling at this point, but he is magic as a heel. He just gets under everyone's skin so well. I went to Roadblock in Toronto and to see him cut the silliest, cheapest heel promo about how he doesn't like Toronto or Canada and just having the crowd, because they go insane when he comes out, turn on him in a second. And now him and Owens with... Uh, with whatever the announcer's name is, I can't actually learn it because they never say the same name twice. They're just doing so, so well. And I'm just really, I've become too much of the internet smart and that all I ever hope for is every heel to go over every face. <laughs> yeah, I will, I will second the Chris Jericho rebirth because I think for a while that I've kind of lost track of how many times he's gone away and come back. But I do remember like immediately before he started like the scarf became his gimmick i was uh i was thinking man maybe maybe it's time for him to go away but the scarf plus like the new uh goatee mustache combination has just really taken him to the next level and i don't know how stupid idiot became so big because it's so simple but it totally works and then him and kevin owens is just a dream team that those are the new mega powers to me yeah i'm throwing an 80 <laughs> well, on that I mustache know Jer- Jer- for sure yeah Jared. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Jericho's always had this thing for taking something simple and making it into a thing. And this is, I think, kind of just his, his latest foray into that. Um, they are. They're per- pretty much the highlight of the brand split so far. Um, you know, the, the women have gotten their chance to shine. I think, you know, we'll talk about it later, but Sasha and Charlotte will have a good opportunity tonight to, to make something happen. But, you know, I think overall it's good, but they're, they're going to have to figure out something. Like, Raw was on fire right afterwards. Like, Raw the first few weeks afterwards was was a great show. And, and now it's kind of petered off a little bit. They've gotten into their old tropes of how they want to set up the shows, and there's a lot of people. Um, like, people were a little bit um, upset about, uh, I think was this past Monday. Time is uh, a flat circle to me right now with the Stompers, but it was a show with um, where they debuted the Demon King character and they put Rusev versus um, Roman yes. Reigns. And that was like, everybody was like, why are they doing that now? Why aren't they waiting uh, till SummerSlam to do that stuff? And my argument is that they're trying to really take advantage of the viewership increase for Raw. And I think that's a good thing. I think like I think that they're you know trying to get people involved in Raw and then get them to these shows that are exclusive on the network. At least they're trying it. It's something new, which I'm which I'm a fan of. And then I'm a production mark. I think like all the new production kind of tricks, the camera angles, uh, the different announcer setups. Like I think they've done a really good job with that. And I think just the overall presentation is is so much better and, and much fresher than it has been in the past. 
I'm a I'll, big fan of that. I'll make that point, especially for Raw. The SmackDown stuff is uh, the first couple of weeks. The moving camera had me a little uh, Blair Witch effect, but I, I totally agree. Some of the effects have definitely <laughs> right. been a uh, much much bigger uh, or a nice uh, uptick, so to speak. With regards to the debuting the Demon King, and as every podcast has mentioned that I've listened to since then, not the Demon Kane. Uh, yes. How, how did that not get past? Like, how did Vince? Sorry, I'm just going to go ahead and yeah. go off on this for a bit. Please. Like, because I, I remember in Jericho's book, he said that like Vince told him that he couldn't call uh, the walls of Jericho, or it used to be the Lion Tamer, but he said he didn't like the name Lion Tamer because Ken Shamrock had the Lion's Den, and like no one would have ever made that connection. But like that was a problem in 1999. But now we have Demon King and Demon Kane, and no one sees a problem with that. That's insane. Well, there's so, no. Uh, you know, creative control. It feels like, you know, just some random person looking at the script. I mean, they'll have three roll-up finishes in a row or they'll do stuff like Demon King and Demon Kane. I mean, all the time. It's it's almost odd to me that they don't have just some wrestling fan looking at the script and being like, um, uh-uh, no, that doesn't make sense, guys. Like, we've got That's to work around this. That's a job that any one of us would love to have. <laughs> oh, for sure. And it's a job that if I read the comments on WrestleZone ever, if I want to lower my IQ, there's at least several <laughs> thousand people qualified for in their mind. Um... So with regards to the Demon King debuting, I'm actually in favor of it. I That's just, am I. Yeah, I'm, I'm The main reason I think that is not everyone is a big, stupid, smart like all of us and anyone who will listen to this, but not everyone knows anything about Finn Balor. So if he shows up like that, they'll be like, oh, cool, but they'll have no idea what's going on. This gets people excited to see what he looks like. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I don't I don't know how many people watch NXT on a weekly basis to see this Demon King or, you know, just the Demon character, but I thought it was smart for them to debut it on Monday and, and provide a little hype to it. I thought it was a mistake on the flip side to give the Rusev and, and Reigns match that you're, is one of your top three or four matches tonight at SummerSlam just to redo it on Monday and give it to you for free. I thought that was a big mistake, but I don't know yeah, how many people are Roman watching Reigns the third hour. a jerk anyways that everything he's involved in is terrible. <laughs> Well, everybody's going to hate on it anyways. The truth is, is he's been pretty good the last year. He hasn't. He's a he's a terrific worker at this point. Just he's just he's a, supposed to be this clean baby face, even when they're going with the not a bad guy, not a good guy. He's the guy. He's just such a jerk. Well, he's a like, great worker, and he has no clue what his character is, and some of that's probably creative. Yeah, and just I think even letting him be a more established, even a betweener, would really help him out. But that said, I think it'll be a great match, and it is. I think it's doing him well that he's not in the the main event every night. Well, and, you know, they're trying to make him this bad guy with with Rusev a little bit and making fun of, you know, Lana. But it's just it, it's such sophomoric humor of making fun of her being promiscuous. It's like, oh, yeah. OK, you know, we haven't heard any of these jokes before. Exactly. Can I? So this is my weird Roman Reigns thing. Get in there. Um, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and here, I'm gonna lay it on you. Why do why does he still wear a flak jacket? Like. If if you're trying to get him over with the with the ladies, which I'm I'm sure he doesn't need that much help, just like you know, take the shirt off. Like I, <laughs> this is, sounds really weird coming out of my mouth, but I don't understand why they c- insist on covering him up with the flak jacket, especially because that's like to me, it's like the same as like Barry Bonds going to the plate with a bunch of armor. Like it just it, it's like a heel move to me to wear a flak jacket and like like I think I would think a baby face would go in there completely just like. I don't. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, I but totally it seems like he's trying that. to like sh- shield himself hey. from, from hey. AO 
shield himself from some punishment, which I don't think is a babyface move. It well, also and made when, it look kind of silly when he lost on the coup de gras from Finn Balor, right. which is a giant stomp onto his chest protector. I was going to say, that's <laughs> a per- you took the words out of my mouth. How does that move hurt if you're wearing a protective shield literally on your chest? <laughs> Did was, you guys happen to see the WWE vault tweeted out the pictures of the literal shields that they yes. uh, they were going to use? And it is hilarious, and I cannot oh, believe those man. were commissioned. Oh, God, I can't believe someone spent, like, probably $1,000 having those made. Those are just incredible to me. Just, oh, God. They were, like, as big as Roman Reigns was, which is just unbelievable that they would have Riot Shields. Um, but there was a lot of weird concepts that they wanted the Shield to have, not just the Riot Shields, but they were talking about having, like, uh, not batons. Oh, yeah, batons and, and all kinds of weird stuff with them, so... Uh, I'm not really surprised that uh, someone actually had the shields made, and thankfully, I, I don't know who it was, but somebody was like, "Nope," right at the last moment. So, yeah, I love the uh, just everything about that is is so great. How close it was from being just a terrible gimmick to being one of the best gimmicks of all time. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. Uh, what else has been good, guys? Uh, I'll throw one out there. I've been a big fan of the return of the enhancement talent putting uh, Braun Strowman and Nia Jax over a little bit, particularly the interview part of it. Uh, I mean, Byron Saxon, I could definitely, you know, when they say take or leave, I could leave him, but... Yes, yeah. I do like that little segment, and I think it's... Uh, I'm a big fan of Braun Strowman and where they're taking him, so I, I, I think that's been a nice return and a nice way to fill in some gaps, uh, you know, on, on a three-hour and ten-minute Raw. Yeah, Strowman was on uh, Austin's podcast a couple weeks ago, and, you know, he's a guy who seems pretty in tune with, with what the business is like he's not just some random you know big guy you know he seems like he really gets it and uh i think that he actually really has a shot like you know him being apart from the wyatt family now i think that's going to be you know really big obviously vincey's dollar signs in him for a guy who's you know six eight three seventy five like he is it's like it's a it's a natural thing to to want to get him some 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 screen time and and get him you know towards the top of the card is this monster that they really haven't had if you really think about it they really haven't had a monster guy in a while now i mean show's been out they've been trying to do kane but you know he's really old at this point and i, I know he's been broken down and, and obviously they've had taker but he's a showcase talent more than anything brock is a showcase talent and so to have a kind of a regular you know heavy tough you know big guy that is that becomes this big roadblock for somebody to get through like i'm i'm a big fan of it and you know he's still young he's still you know a couple years in and uh you know the more opportunities he gets to show off the stuff like against enhancement talent is is just gonna make him that much better it creates the aura of his character a lot better so i I do i agree that's really good stuff and and same thing with naya naya is a much better wrestler than i think a lot of people give her credit for and now she gets to be this monster of the woman's division and i think her and sasha whenever they get going i think that's gonna be a lot of fun and you know i do i think that's it's it's a much needed return to uh, enhancing talent in and uh, especially on Raw, like you said, a three-hour, ten-minute show. You can put a couple <laughs> enhancement matches in there. Let's call them what they are. They're jobbers, not oh, enhancing yeah. talent. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I know. But I'm with you both. Both Nia and Braun are something they don't have on the roster. I mean, they don't have that just badass woman who's just monstrous and and is kind of an ass kicker. They haven't had one of them in a long. Maybe Beth Phoenix. I mean, it's been a long time since they've had that character and. As you said, on the men's side, too, they haven't had that kind of just badass kicker. 
I mean, Lesnar's kind of that guy, but he shows up three or four times a year. I mean, I think they could really use a heel on the upper mid card that's just kind of an ass kicking machine. Uh, you got somebody you like? Uh, somebody, I, well, as as stated, Kevin Owens is probably my best. Who was? I'm I'm just looking here at the Battle Warbash Series Challenge draft results, and I was actually uh, in awe my, of my picks. I was all yes, definitely in awe of uh, Eric's Eric Hartman's picks. Yeah, enjoy twelfth um, place. You know, I'm just trying to like Charlotte was my first round pick, and like I can make an argument for why that was a good pick, but I'm not crazy in love with that pick. Um, I, so one, I'm just, I'm just going to turn it into something I don't like. I feel like Sami Zayn has kind of disappeared all of a sudden. He has. And, with, and with no good reason. Come on, and he's maybe, on the pre-show with Neville against the Dudley boys, I think. Yeah, and that I mean, was just that's, that's pretty announced huge. Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty huge. And that's, that's 100% amazing. Bubba Ray turning on Devon tonight, right? I mean, that's 100% yeah, happening. I mean, the, yeah. The idea, they're basically, yeah, they want, it, they want the Bully Ray, uh, Ray character, and they, and they think, you know, he'd be a, a good... You know, they need a, another strong heel, and, and I think you know he's he would be great at it, especially his run in TNA. I thought he was really good. So and Devon, God bless him, is struggling. It, yeah. All those years in ECW are really taking the toll on him more so than Bubba Ray. Yeah, um, but yeah, Sammy getting kind of pushed back is is kind of odd to me because he's just you know. We were just talking about how they really don't have a lot of of heels that that are like a Bully Ray or even like a Jericho, but it's like they don't really have a lot of really squeaky baby faces, like one hundred percent natural baby faces. And you know, I don't know if they're doing it because they don't want to just put him with just anybody, but they're just putting him with anybody, him and Neville now. And it's uh, and it's really funny how they they had the big blow off with him and uh, and and KO. And now it's like they're both in a weird tag team that nobody saw coming. I mean, Jericho is obviously great, but it is kind of an interesting development because you would think that with all this, you know, draft talent being, you know, separated now that Sammy was going to naturally, you know, be part of the cream that rises to the top. But it just kind of seems like they don't know what to do with him right now because, like we said, there's not a lot of really good heels. And so it's kind of like you have to have that across from him. He can't just be having showcase matches all the time. It just kind of turns into, you know, just NXT 2.0 for him. And so, uh, you know, hopefully they find something after SummerSlam. They can get him into some type of program. But, but yeah, he'd be wasted if they if they do anything less, you know, any anything, you know, about the same level they have been doing with them. He deserves a lot more. They should have like, kept would, Sammy I, I, and... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. They should have kept Sammy and KO for at least another match through SummerSlam, if not a little longer, but, but they cut yeah, that I didn't too understand, quick. I didn't understand why they blew it off so soon. And then, like, when you see Cesaro and Sheamus in a best of seven, which yeah. no, one, no one wants, like, what about yeah. a Cesaro and Sami Zayn best of seven if you're going to do one? like, Or make, Sammy make and KO would have made magic if they had given them seven matches. Oh, my gosh, yes. All right. At the very least, I think I'm pretty confident that I don't think they're down on Sammy as much because he's still getting some pretty. He got some pretty intense matches on Raw. Usually, uh, he got a like a 20 minute match against Seth Rollins. He had the match against Sheamus the other day. So it's not like he's been shuttled off and forgotten. I think it's just what what Tim was saying. And there's not a great heel from it at this point. I don't think they want to throw him in just anywhere. I'd rather see him on the card, but I think they're just uh, biding their time. And in a month or two, he'll yeah. be back up towards the upper mid card. My hope, 
and we'll actually there's somebody there that's somebody uh, in NXT right now that I think would be a great foil for him considering what happened a few months ago between them and we'll talk about that once we talk NXT but uh, uh, I think there's going to be something on the horizon for Sammy that that should be very good for everybody involved I think that's a good point let's uh anything else that's been a negative on Raw uh, with the brand split or Smackdown obviously with the brand split I'll give you one negative because it's ruining my favorite positive of Smackdown I haven't been watching that much SmackDown cause in full live because it's the baseball season. But uh, the fact that Eva Marie got suspended is terrible <laughs> because she is, and I'm not even kidding, the greatest heel I've seen in a very long yeah. time. Because yeah, go ahead. Anyone, like, I, I have a disease, so I read, like, message boards and everything about it. And it's all the Smarks just losing their minds about how much they hate. And they're like, no, it's not, like, whatever heat. It's just, we want, it's not heat. We just want her to go away. I'm like... Xbox you, heat. Yeah, you, you, none of you are as aware as you think. You're getting worked, and you're, you're red and nude about all of it, and she's so good at it. Yeah. I hope she doesn't wrestle like till WrestleMania somehow. Okay. It would be the greatest so, if they pulled that off somehow. So my, my thing about this is I think they've missed an opportunity for this to be a fake wellness <laughs> kick. I think that if this was something... Where she had like she had the six man or six woman at SummerSlam, obviously, but like I'm begging, I and I know that WWE wouldn't do this because they're they're actually taking the wellness thing seriously because of course they just did with Del Rio and 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 Paige, but it's like I am begging them for this to be a fake wellness. I really am. I just or at the very would, least turn it into an angle. Yeah, and I like you really like really would like for her to just kind of say like this is this is what I got popped for and it's like ibuprofen like I, I think I think that would be great like I think if they did that oh god how much it would add to her character like just just this incredible like okay so you got suspended because you didn't want to wrestle like I mean that's that's incredible I really I wish they would do it I don't think they'll do it but I just wish they would I really do Anyone else got anything to complain about or just me? Uh, go ahead. I've got one, but go ahead. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I'm fine. I, I think the... I, okay, oh, so go here's, ahead. Here's, I'm going to complain as a... as a Yeah, because that's what we do. I'm yeah. going to complain as a parent who is also like has like a job that I have to you know do. Like It's just too much. Like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, like when there's a pay-per-view. And then there's so like pay-per-view, Raw, SmackDown... NXT Cruiserweight Classic. I am going to be completely ungrateful and complain about the like surfeit of good stuff to watch, and it's just really hard to keep up with sometimes. Yeah, that is my major complaint. You got to go with the DVR and, and zoom through a lot of it. The TNA yeah. effect is what I call it. Yeah, or Hulu or Hulu ninety minute versions. Um, I'm I like just because of what I've been doing with the Stompers and with grad school, I've been basically NXT and whatever highlights I can get from Raw and SmackDown. That's really about it. Um, I, I don't get a chance to watch. I yeah. get that though. That is that's kind of one of the things that why I like NXT is because it is an hour. It's easily digestible and you get to move on. You know. And that is a tough thing with Raw and SmackDown, which they are only that long because USA needs the ratings to, to for the advertisers. And I think that in a you know even Triple H just said this that in a perfect world it would be an hour. You get in, you get your stuff done, you move on. You know that's that's how it would be. So 
yeah, I mean, I typically start raw about 10 o'clock after the Nationals game, and zoom, and I can zoom through pretty close and get to the end by 11.10 when the thing's over. Yeah, there's a that's lot of there's a lot of fluff in that in that product, and that's kind of maybe that's my complaint that I'll throw out there is just the breaking up of these brands. You really see how thin some of these rosters are. I mean, SmackDown yeah. the other week when they didn't have uh, AJ and and Cena. I mean, that product was unwatchable. I mean, yeah, and and I think they're realizing that now, and I think you're going to see NXT call ups fast and furious. Uh, and we'll talk about that once we talk NXT because uh, there are some very interesting developments, and I think that you're going to see kind of the 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 a fast track for a lot of guys. So we'll uh, we'll, we'll get to that here. Let's do that segue right now. I think we've kind of beaten the the raw horse both both ways, and let's start NXT uh, Takeover Brooklyn Two was last night as we're we're recording this about I don't know twelve hours ago as as we're recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't gotten through all of the show, but I I know what happened. Uh, what I've seen, damn good show. Yeah, I mean, so this is so this is what's weird. Is so Takeover has really gotten to this point where they are so good at what they do that a show like this, which is good, is still considered kind of a disappointment because you have things like the Dallas show, right? Like the end was this way. That that was kind of like, uh, eh, you know, there was some really good stuff to it, but like it didn't have the transcendent effect that last year's Brooklyn show did or this year's Dallas show did. Um, and that's um, unfortunately kind of a, a byproduct of of how the way you know everybody now uh, ingests wrestling is that it's like oh yeah you no know, needs to either be at that level or it's like it's not that great, but at the same time you know the tag team match with uh, Gargano Ciampa versus the Revival was sensational like like the Revival right now are the best team on the planet and they actually get to back it up and it's really fun to see and um, to I, that point before ahead. we move on how over is Johnny Gargano. Oh yeah, no. I had a couple of friends who were at the show saying he was the most over person it, on the show. It wasn't even close. The entrances. It yeah, was like crazy it was, how over he was last night. Yeah, I mean that that's that's a big thing, and I think they do see something with kind of a Daniel Bryan esque guy for Johnny, and I hope they they go with that. I think I think that's a great thing for him. Um, Bobby Roode. I mean, I'll let everybody. Oh jump. I'll, I'll let everybody jump on on this. So, <laughs> what they have done with Bobby Roode is something that hasn't been done in WWE in a really, really long time. In that they basically have taken this really pompous Rick Roode type character, which is hilarious because you know he's Bobby Roode, and they have made him so lovable as a heel. There's literally every element of his character is incredible like he came out on a cherry picker yes i mean not only that but his theme song might like might be more catchier than Knox. like it might be and that's i mean like my buddy like oh no i no not mike (laughs) that's a great reference hugo Knox. oh yeah yeah no but but i mean that 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 i mean go ahead john i'll let you guys jump in but that entrance was Oh, um, that was amazing! Like I was just smiling for five straight minutes. Like I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It's like Bobby Roode, after what he's been doing in TNA, must have had those like few minutes to himself, just being like, "Okay, finally, finally, I've arrived," and I'm very happy for him. Canada's own, right? Now, Canada's you, own. Now, I want to throw a question to the group. Do you guys think that they almost like serendipitously screwed up into this? I mean, I think they almost—they wanted Rude to be this pure heel bad guy that they need on the roster, but all of a sudden they gave him such a good entrance and song that it's like he's kind of a face. 
For sure, and I think uh, his benefit there is uh, Lasombra's detriment because he is. Oh God, yeah. yeah. I, I, didn't want, I didn't want to bring that up, but go ahead. He's uh, he's still new enough into there that I'm not I'm not bearing him at this point, but it's not been the debut you hope for. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that they do have in their back pocket if they want to pull it out is the the whole Los Ingobernales stuff if they want to do it. But at the same time, it is kind of a little bit disconcerting that they don't really know what to do with this guy outside of Mexican-American males. Like, that's really that's really about the best thing they can do. Because he is. He's a special talent. And he's someone that, if you ever saw his, his stuff down in Mexico, you know, Azul Sombra, it's some of the best stuff you'll see. And it's weird to see him in this spot. But... I think what does happen now is you might see him get phased back. Like they did this with Ty Dillinger where they kind of pushed him back a little bit and maybe try and think of something new for him. Maybe they think of something new for, for Almas because I think that right now he is, he's kind of dead where he stands and he needs to get something to jumpstart him. So, yeah, so, just uh, running into, uh, running into the biggest baby face heel in God knows how long <laughs> certainly doesn't help him. But uh, I think they'll take it because I think they still have faith that he'll turn out all right. Um, all right. I'm going to see NXT in Toronto next month, and I'm so, so excited. I'm, this might be a decent time to transition of, so who's still going to be there? Because they advertise right. Knack, they advertise Samoa Joe, they advertise Bailey. But uh, do you think all those people will still be in NXT then? I took Samoa Joe in the fourth round, and I'm feeling pretty confident about that since he lost last night. Yeah, that was yeah. a nice pick. If anybody was thinking about who I meant from NXT for Sami Zayn, I, I had the hunch. There you go. And so, 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 really quickly, the the stuff that was interesting. Bobby Roode ain't long for NXT. Like no joke. Like Bobby Roode should be in the Royal Rumble and then shouldn't look back. Like that's that's that. But that's still I mean, six months. I mean, that's still a little that, while. But I, your point's well taken. Like, yeah. There's you know there's there's no reason for him to be there. The revival when the revival, I think they will drop the titles to to to. Gargano and Ciampa at some point. Uh, they might drop them to another babyface team, but there's really I don't think there's another babyface team in NXT that really step up and, and be at a level like Gargano and Ciampa were that night. So, um, and so I think they're going to be gone. Uh, Bailey, I think, is obviously gone. I think that's a foregone conclusion. I mm-hmm. mean, last night was kind of her swan song. Um, Where do you? Which brand do you think she goes to? Raw. I think Raw. I, I th- be raw. So, okay, so here's the thing. If they want to put all, you know, if they want to put all their chips in one basket, raw. If they want to really have a balanced roster, she'll go to SmackDown. It's going to be really weird. Okay. She, I don't, I don't she's know where to absolutely go. money to me, and I would put her on the money show. I mean, right. she is. I, I think she's the most marketable person in their product right now. So I went, by I, far, she hits every demographic. You hit. So it's crazy. Kids. I went on. A, I did a road trip down the West Coast last month, and just sort of, I went by myself and didn't talk at all besides lunch with a couple people here and there and the amount of young boys i saw in bailey shirts was nuts it must have been at least a dozen throughout my couple weeks going down there from seattle all the way down to san diego she hits every mark she hits the kids she hits teenagers who and you know adults that think she's really cute and she is she hits the smarks because she can work you she know, hits she the bronies hits, because... And everybody who loves <laughs> wrestling because she grew up a wrestling fan. I mean, she hits every freaking demographic. I mean, she is just... I think she's the the female John Cena for the 20... I would say... For this, I mean, oh, I, think she's a, I think she's money. 
I think she's the female Sami Zayn in that they are both just undeniably lovable and which is like a word that you don't use a lot in wrestling but like they're a baby face that WWE could push as a baby face and the smarks like us would totally buy into it and there's not a lot of people like that yeah, and then baby and then face you, and then you cheer. exactly yeah but i think she's got a gimmick on top of it i mean i think she is so much farther than Sami Zayn i mean Sami Zayn is not selling a lot of t-shirts bailey is selling everything i mean that's true but i get your point true, but those 100% t-shirts are repug <laughs> yeah, they are terrible. He does need they, help in the t-shirts, yes. So, what about um, the problem with Bobby Roode? And and far be it for me to complain about Bobby Roode because I do like him. But the, I think, especially just based on last night, like of course Bobby Roode is going to be insanely over with the NXT Brooklyn crowd. Like, I mean, that is like the center of the bullseye. It's just like, can he get over with you know a Raw in Corpus Christi audience? Yeah. And I and those are two different things. Well, so I think so I think it's kind of hard to hard to discern how over he is just based on last night. But that song is incredible, and <laughs> the entrance is great, and I'm on board. Uh, All right, so my la- my oh, last segue really quick for NXT. So Knock is the wild card here. I don't see how long he can hold on to that title. To be perfectly honest with you, because he's got to come up. He's got he's got to come up. Like, look, I mean. First off, his entrance last night made me just smile. Like, I can't wait for WrestleMania for him. I really can't. Like, I just I just know he's going to have something crazy in his mind. And just having a dude on a violin on a spotlight, <laughs> like, that alone was such a great entrance. It wasn't nearly as crazy as Rude's, but, you know, like, look, Knock has to come up. I, I think him and maybe giving a shot to a Tommy after he's done with Aries – and, and, you know, that passing of the torch, I think that would be great. But Knock right now, like, I, I he needs to be on the main show because I think his time, quote-unquote, acclimating to WWE, like, I think that's way in the past now. I think you have he to take He just got over pain. right away. Yeah, like, I think he just, he has to go. There's really no way, there's no reason to keep him down in NXT right now. Uh, other than the idea that he can't talk, and it's obvious that his charisma belies any language, and so he just needs to be moved up, up and be a part of, of one of the big shows. And I think he has an opportunity to, you know, be just as big there as he would on an NXT show. It's pretty obvious. Uh, two I keep other, looking at uh, how old they are. Like Samoa Joe is thirty-seven, mm-hmm. uh, Nakamura is thirty-six, Bobby Roode is thirty-nine, and just like you're, I mean, <laughs> they're not getting any younger. So you, right. if, if they're seasoned, just put them up. Yeah. Well, and I think NXT sells tickets itself now for the house shows. I don't think you need to necessarily have Nakamura. You can. I the think Toronto one sold out in like thirty seconds. But yeah. uh, two other names I want to ask you about. Uh, they both won last night. Was uh, A Double Austin Aries and Oscar? Uh, Very different, but uh, I think A Double would be perfect on the SmackDown brand as kind of that mid card heel who gets some guys over as they're trying to move up the card. But I think he's kind of wasted in NXT right now. And Oscar is, I mean, she's fantastic, but. Do we see her holding that women's title for a while, or do you think she gets moved up? So for me with uh, with Austin Aries, I think he's terrific, and I think, like you said, he can help be a, a decent performer on SmackDown. I just think he does have a lot of value to NXT, sort of just being a guy that a lot of people come through. I don't like the idea that the old veteran should just put over every young talent because it makes them look stupid. I don't mind him beating No Way Jose there. Just let him go because he's always... He carries himself like he's a big leaguer, so when he wrestles when he wrestles younger guys, it makes them look good. So I have no issue with him sticking around. With regards to Asuka, she's terrific and she will destroy whatever division she's in. 
I still think it'll be a while before somebody comes and takes the title from her. Um, I don't. I don't think Oscar's going to be on the main roster. I just don't. Um, unfortunately, I think what she's there for is to basically be the person that gets everybody up to speed uh, uh, from NXT. Now, mm-hmm. is there going to be time where maybe that's not needed? Probably because it just seems like the people coming through the talent line right now on the women's side are just much better from the start. Um, but one thing that is interesting about her is that I do think that. You know, with her being there at NXT, like she becomes kind of the face now because May- Bailey has to move on. Like you're talking about, she's selling merchandise left and right. She's so over with literally every type of demographic you can think of. Asuka kind of fits the niche of that really cool female character in NXT. Um, I don't think she's coming up though, and I and I don't think I don't see that as a as a detriment to her because I think compared to where she was doing you know female wrestling in Japan, this is a great thing for her. But uh, yeah, I, w- I would say that she if she does come up, it's going to be when WWE feels NXT's women division is completely okay without her being there, and I think that's still a little ways off. So interesting. Uh, anything else on NXT, guys? Because I would like to move to SummerSlam if we, if, you know, before uh, we get out of here. I think we're good with NXT. It's it's still great. Uh, the, NXT reminds me of like when a team to bring it back to baseball for just a second. Like when a, a team has a really good farm system, and then all those guys graduate, and then it seems like well, there, there might and not that there's a void right now, but just like you can't always do that. And so like we had. Recently, just in the last year, we've had like a class of really good call-ups. And so I'm just interested to see how they can keep it going forward. Like how, ma- how many more guys are, are out there on the indies right now for them to pluck? Like, I know, my, my, answer, my answer is Evolve. Uh, they're, right, they got, absolutely, they, yeah. They got the partnership with Evolve. They're, there's a reason why Matt, Matt Riddle didn't exactly get the title this weekend and i think it's because there's a good chance that in the next few months he's gonna get that match uh, was insane i was at evolve friday night in baltimore that match with riddle and tim thatcher was absolutely out of control i mean riddle is i forgot that riddle was a rookie or basically a rookie with how much he sells i mean riddle is a star in the making yeah, and so I don't. I think him not getting the title, everybody who's followed Evolve isn't happy with it. There's a reason for that, and I think it's because he's he's out of that group. He is the guy. Like they, he is dollar science. He can talk. He can work. He's got that new weird MMA style that a lot of people are trying to work, and he works it very well. Like don't I would I know what you're saying, but I think that there's I think there's some time there with Evolve to really with Johnny Gargano now coming up with Champa. There's there's going to be some stuff coming out of this that I think is really going to help NXT keep oh, the uh, the talent pool rich. They could pluck T.J. Perkins, Cedric Alexander, uh, Ethan Page, Tim Thatcher, uh, Saber Junior was on that card. They could pluck him. I mean, just those five names immediately would replenish that system. Right. What about Adam Cole? Is he? What's the latest on him? Hey, uh, what's the latest? On now you're him, talking Ryan. my language. Uh, goodness, I think he's under contract for a little while. Is the impression that I have. But well, the, that was what? a five star match that he and Lethal put on on Friday night. Yeah. So he he's now your ROH World Champion. So he ain't really going anywhere for a little while. So. By the way, uh, if anybody's listening to this, that card that was the best pay-per-view or best wrestling of the weekend and buy that uh, get the replay if you want because th- they blew the house off that place that was such a good card 
<sighs> so, but yeah, I think he's I think he's not long. Him and Kenny Omega, I think you can put them in NXT in the next year. I think those are your two guys to look out for. I wouldn't be surprised if Lethal goes either. He'd be terrific for NXT. Mm-hmm. I think he might be the next guy to go. He's done about as much as he can in ROH now, and he and he lost on Friday night. It might be time for him to move. I don't know his contract situation at all, but that he feels like the kind of guy that could go. Yeah. Or Briscoe. Briscoe's another guy that could go as well. He jobbed the other night in a fantastic match. But Jay Briscoe might be a guy that they don't have that character either in in WWE NXT right now. He could be a good fit too. Jay Briscoe is legitimately uh, terrifying. Whenever I see him in person in a match, I like kind of back away. (laughs) Yeah, that match Um, the other night was crazy. He and Adam Page, crazy good. The one thing with the Briscoes is that they're okay being kind of weekend warriors. They have their farm in Delaware and they have a couple of businesses. <laughs> no, like this is no true. legit. No, That's true. Yeah, they, they got offered money uh, to go to NXT. And they kind of were like, "That's all you can give us." Like that's that's like the the true the true statement. Like they're like, "Eh, maybe, yeah, I don't know." Can you do more than that? Because we're doing all this over here, and they're like, and you know, of course, the WWE response is like, "Oh, well, you're doing this, and you're not wrestling for us." It's right. like, yeah, but we're wrestling in ROH, we're wrestling in New Japan. It's like they're getting money doing that, and for them, it's like you, know, you got to come up bigger than that is for us to uh, to come to come your way. So. So are they kind of past the point where I know there had been some tweets that got Jay Briscoe in hot water with WWE about um, LGBTQ issues? Like, is is that no longer an issue? I guess that's been a couple of years ago now. I was going to ask when we brought him up, but uh, didn't want to rain on the parade. But that's a great I point. I don't know if I see them coming right away. But anyway, let's let's move on to SummerSlam. <laughs> Moving on from ROH? Come on, man. No, I'm just, yeah. I'm totally kidding. Dijack's the man. Okay, now back to SummerSlam. <laughs> uh, what are you guys looking forward to most on the card tonight? Maybe that's the best place to start. I think Cena Styles, first off, like, it's just, you know, you get it's an AJ Styles showcase match, which I'm so, just so stoked on. Anytime you get to see AJ Styles in that type of environment, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, Sasha Charlotte, I think, has a good chance to, to be really good. The title matches, to me, I, I, I'm, I'm not feeling all of them. Like, I think Balor Rollins has got some intrigue just because it's a new championship. But, like, everything else is like, okay, I mean, Rollins, Reign, you know, or pardon me, Reigns and, and Rusev, I think, you know, should be a really fun match. Who, who um, do we think goes over I, I, there? Because I'm kind of that's only that's the real question on the card for me is who wins Rusev and Reigns. Um, I don't. Know. I'd be shocked if Reigns left with the title. He could maybe win a DQ or a Schmoz, but I just don't see what the storyline with Reigns as U.S. champion is. I feel like it doesn't look good for him or the title. Yeah, this ain't this ain't John Cena U.S. Championship Open Challenge. You know, I don't like. I don't see that with uh, with Reigns at this point. But you, I mean, Reigns is like betting against you know the Harlem Globetrotters. I mean, you're just a fool if you bet against him. <laughs> I mean, it, took all the money you made in Clown College and bet it on the <laughs> on the Generals. I figured they were due. Great reference, fantastic reference. Oh my God, yes. Um, I'd say I'm actually really excited. I think this, there's going to be a lot of really good matches on the card, whether or not the way some of them come around. But seeing Balor in his first huge showcase against Rollins, like 
in Brooklyn. I don't know. There's not be... much more I hoped for than that. There's gonna the Cena match is always gonna be incredible. I'm excited for New Day versus the club. I think that should be a lot of fun. And Alvin Jericho, I really, really hope beat uh beat Enzo and Cass, and not entirely, but partially because Enzo and Cass uh, talk smack about the Jays last week. Mm-hmm. Enzo's got to take the pin in that, I would think. I do not think Cass will take a pin Ever. until they break up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. who's going to be the first one to take a pin, Cass or Braun Strowman? That would be a great question. That's a fun little prop bet. Right. Um, and so, okay, let's let, we've, we've avoided the elephant in the room for too long. Is there anything in the world that prevents Orton from beating Brock Lesnar tonight? I think so. Really? Streak. I don't know, man. Like, I look, everything that's happened with Brock, there's, you know, and Orton is now back. Like, I, I think if they really, like, Orton needs a win to the point because of the fact we talked about is like, who, you know, the top guys is like, Orton needs to be a part of that. Because I think him at John Cena level doesn't work for him. But do you, you think? I mean, saying? Orton's a twelve-time champ. He's a Hall of Famer. I mean, if it was somebody else that Brock was facing, I would say it's a slam dunk that Brock jobs. But I don't think Orton's the guy that he needs to lose to. I mean, Orton's had problems. He's had injury problems. I'm not sure that's the guy that needs it to go over here. I'm also not sure that Brock doesn't need the win with all the stuff that's going on. I'll help you out, Ken. All the stuff that's going on recently, I. I think Brock might need to win more. I'm I'm leaning Brock, but I could obviously see either way happening. It's just the sort of thing of with the WWE do, hotshotting the Shield triple threat to Battleground or whatever. I'm less convinced that they're saving everything because since WrestleMania 30, we've been saving who's going to pin Brock. Because even when Taker won, it was the weird he passed out and gave him the finger, and, right. and it's it's a big thing to give away the pin, but because of Dean's comments and this and the suspend or the failed test and a couple other things, I'd still be surprised if he lost. And it's funny we've gotten this long into the conversation and we're just going to mention the world heavyweight title match of Dean Ambrose and Dolph Ziggler. I guess that's because no one. You mean their- the, the the match will open the show? Yeah. Okay, but- <laughs> and Dolph I mean- will be flailing around like a fish selling moves. Yeah. Hey, Dolph finally gets to realize his potential of being heel Shawn Michaels. So, I mean, you know, whatever floats his boat, I think it's... But, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, that's why I'm a little bit kind of... If I were to be, quote-unquote, rating my anticipation for this show, it would be middling. Like, it'd be a five or a six. And I think it's just because they've done enough to get me interested interested in some things like AJ Styles I'm always going to be interested in uh, the Roman Rusev match I think is has got some potential and I think the Ballard Rollins thing like they've shown that they like Balor enough to put him over Roman do they have enough to put him over Rollins uh, you know and, and I think that that's probably the most intriguing thing out of this show other than will they really do what I think would be right and that's you know you know let, let uh, Orton get the pin over Brock but at the same time, it's kind of like there's some good stuff on the show, but this is SummerSlam, right? This is supposed to be like the second tier show to it's to WrestleMania, and it doesn't really seem like that this year. All the titles are on the line, and there's a grudge match there too, but it, there doesn't seem to be that real pull with this outside of the outside of the Universal Title match. I think some of that is suffering from this being the first pay-per-view of the brand split. 
Sure. And just the yeah. timing doesn't work with that, so they've had to really build a lot of stuff up. Well said. I'm, I'm a bit on the other side of I think it's some of them may not have gotten the best build, but I think it's going to be a really, really fun pay per view, and I'm super excited to watch it. Eric, it's not really a match. Yeah, I'm with I mean, you. Once you once you get past like the eighteen thousand person tag match and some of the kickoff stuff, like there's no match that I'm generally not interested in. Right. Like, they're they're all a five or above. I will say that I uh, am a total Brock Mark, and so I will be I will riot in my own house if he loses. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, like the Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins, like I'll be happy with either outcome. Pretty much the same for Ambrose Ziggler. Like, there's not a lot. There's not a lot uh, for me where, like, I feel like there's a clear right and wrong decision. I'm just interested to see who wins. Yeah, building off your point, Eric. I, I just I think this reminds me a lot of the pay per view last month. I think it was in DC Battleground. If if I've got the name right, just not a great build into the card. But I mean, every match kind of delivered on that card, and it was a really good pay per view. I think that's kind of the way it's shaping up tonight. This this has I haven't really been able to follow too much. Has there been any buzz uh, regarding what WWE thinks they need to do for this pay per view regarding last night's show in Brooklyn? Like because remember the big talk last year was how Brooklyn like was so good, like transcendently good that everybody on SummerSlam felt like everything was underwhelming. Like does everybody feel that way this year, or does everybody kind of feel like? Uh, you know, we've already seen what the the Brooklyn stuff is. We liked it, but we're still amped for for tonight. I think part of that last year was that SummerSlam last year was underwhelming. Right. The main events were that super weird finish with Brock Taker and right. John Stewart kicking John Cena in the <laughs> dick. A lot of injuries this time last God. year as well. Very good point. Very good point. Right. I I have a actually. I mean, I don't like to brag, but I do know people within WWE, and there are whispers, whispers, I'll mind you, of a Dungeon of Doom return. So just sit on that. <laughs> oh God! So so I'm guessing with Bray Wyatt, right? That has to be. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's even better. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So so Bray Wyatt gets involved in the Ambrose match, right? I would think so. Um, I guess my question is like. Like, what is he now? What is Bray Wyatt now? That that was a great question. Like, we didn't even talk about Bray Wyatt coming yeah, out of was, the Grantlet. He was a mid-second round pick right before Braun Strowman. I thought he was a very good pick then because he is – him or Styles are the biggest heels on SmackDown. Like, even if once Ziggler turns, he's not a bigger heel than Bray – they're going to have to do something with him, but the danger is we've gotten the Ambrose-Bray feud before, and it wasn't magic. No, right. And the next big match Bray wins will be the next big match Bray yeah, wins. Yeah, it will be the first. Yeah. Or at least since... Uh, it's funny, because he used to be... He didn't lose to anybody. They beat the Shield, for God's sakes. And then he, right. he ran into Cena, and it's been a disaster ever it's since. It's been two years of jobs, is what it's been. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know what to do with Bray Wyatt at this point. Um, I don't think you can be packaged. Yeah, like, I mean, (laughs) let him win. But the other thing is, like, I think there's just a lot of people who think that the way, like, his stories progress because of his character, like, they get, go down rabbit holes that nobody really cares about. When it's just like, uh, I think maybe simplifying things for him would be better. But yeah, they can't, like, take the gimmick away from him. They should give him some wins. But I think they need to to kind of tweak that a little bit before they. uh, before they try and, and really push him as like a top heel, like an AJ or or, or the, something. What about the thing I, rem- oh, go the ahead, thing go I remember? Is, oh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead, please. 
All right. Um, good decision. Um, so the, <laughs> thing, the thing I remember is that I don't even remember what the match was or who his tag partner was, but there was a match a few weeks ago where it was Bray Wyatt and I'll say Roman Reigns, but I don't know if that's right. But it, it was basically like they were getting the heat on his tag team partner and then like Bray Wyatt got the hot tag and the crowd popped like he was a face. And he got injured in that match and his yeah, face turned right. disappeared against yeah, the exactly. League of Nations. Like, I, is, that what, is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. So, like, to me, it's just, I don't really, like, I don't buy him as a heel, but I can buy him as a badass face. I'm just thinking completely out loud. How about Ambrose goes over the match over Ziggler, the lights cut off, and then you just come back to he is in the ring standing over a laid out Ambrose as he's just, you know, you assume his sister Abigail him, and then he just walks out. I and think Brooklyn would pop hard for that. And I think that might set up a great feud with them down the road, and... That way you still get the win over and everything else, but people forget that Ziggler jobs again as well because they remember the, the Wyatt thing. Yeah, let's say at least hopefully there's no uh, TV monitors involved with this one. Oh, right? God. Right. That, that was terrible. Or weird children. Or hologram. <laughs> what, is Tupac back? Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, That's the other surprise return. That would be great. <laughs> it's Oh, it's Tupac! <laughs> I can imagine like him being it's the, Tupac the, Michael. Because yeah, could you imagine there was a draft pick that nobody knew about, and it was hologram Tupac? <laughs> that would be great. And he still gets signed before Heath Slater. That would be even better. Uh, oh, let's get let's Heath Slater. Love that guy. He's so good. Okay. Love the character so much. I love the free agent T-shirt. I have to have. That's the greatest <laughs> T-shirt. Speaking of T-shirts, No Way Jose shirt with the stop oh, sign. Okay pretty hot oh I i'm a fan i'm a fan i'm a fan i'm actually a big uh, fan of no way jose i kind of wish he had won last night i do like no way jose except i think, I think that is an impossible gimmick to get over on the main roster i don't yes. know man i think i think he's got a catchy entrance song and i think he's not just like an adam rose type he can actually go a little bit and he can talk and so you know i think there's some stuff that you can get behind with them and i, I want them to have and have yeah. him be like, a, you know, the stereotypical Latin, like they just all of a sudden they turn a switch and become nuts. I mean, I think that could be like he's dancing and then all of a sudden you hit him in a match and he just kind of becomes a psycho. I mean, I think that could be kind of interesting with him. Yeah, as long as they don't do something particularly problematic, like put him in the New Day or something. Oh, God. <laughs> well, that's been what a disaster they've done the club of putting them in like this, you know, comic sketch comedy with uh, the New Day. It's just been a disaster. I think it's kind of fine. I feel like I'm the only one who's who's enjoyed this whole thing. I, I think I think people underestimate how much Gallows and Anderson like to ham it up, and I think this is right in their wheelhouse. I think it's it's actually been relatively entertaining. Um, it's gotten over what was like every week on Raw something that is now like super dangerous, and like I, I think it's cool. Like it, it's it's making something that's interesting and. You know, I think it's actually a pretty good way for them to to get the titles because now Big E's not in there and Xavier, who doesn't wrestle that often, it's like I think he eats the pin tonight. You're gonna have new champs. It's it's not a bad way to segue, you know, New Day into chasing down the belt, which they haven't done in a year. You know, well, it's time for fun. New Day to lose the titles. That that yeah. gimmick is. They run need its a, they need something to freshen up a little bit. Yes. They definitely shouldn't break up, but something to reinvigorate them 
Yeah, I mean they've been doing that same gimmick now for a long time. For a year. Yeah. Yeah, and they're and they're the top merch sellers, so it's kind of yeah. like yeah. You know? That's why I say you don't like, break them up, like uh, like Eric said. You just it, they need to tweak this a little bit or change whatever it is. Um, so with the club, one last question: When do when do they just align with Balor? When that is it? the other thing that a lot of people think is going to happen tonight. I'd like, be shocked. I, like, uh, like people think it could be a double turn tonight. Like people think there, it's it's a rare, it's a small, but it's like people think that Balor, with the club's help, could win and they could turn Seth babyface. I think that's a lot possible, of people, but I just like a lot of people have been clamoring for. I think it's wasting Balor as a face to start because mm-hmm. more than half the audience has no idea who he is. He comes in as a hot face. Let him do it for a bit. Let him. Let us not get tired of him as a face, but love him as a face. So if he turns heel, it means something. But I that's think what they, they do with style. Yeah. yeah, right. And so I'm. That's why I'm kind of like, okay, so now you get the Balor Club going, um, and uh, Ryan, uh, you know, let me know if I'm wrong here, but Young Bucks contracts are up in a few months, right? <laughs> Very soon. Very yeah. soon. So like people Wouldn't are thinking. I think October thinking is what Rumble, I heard. Yeah. Like. Like so, like people are thinking Royal Rumble, even you know, for those guys, like they'll do the one four show in Japan, and then they'll come like come in like the, everybody did last year. Uh, it's like, yeah, look, there are some things setting up here. Where if they really want to go with it, they can go with it. And um, I think I think starting the Balor Club up would be the the right move for everybody. And so if and maybe it doesn't happen tonight. Maybe you know he gets his big win tonight, and maybe they start it to, on on Monday. But uh, you know, it's 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 in the it's in the card. That's all I'm saying. I love this whole conversation makes me realize that I am I've become such so much of a body guy, and I didn't used to be. But like hearing about the young bucks and 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 like you know even Finn Balor, like can I get a guy who's like six four two fifty? Like we need some more of those. Um, you mean like Roman Reigns or No Way Jose? Or, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> but it's just like all these all these new guys, and like and I know it's like the cruiserweight division, so maybe that does make sense, but. I just, uh, I don't know. I'm, I just, uh, Eric, to your point that you're making, it's crazy to me when I go to wrestling shows and I'm, I'm not the biggest guy. I'm about six foot one seventy five. I'm bigger than all the guys in the ring. I mean, that's that's crazy. I I had a picture taken. I had a picture taken with Jay Lethal, and I love Jay Lethal, but I was taller than him, and I was like, shit. And I was thicker than. Yeah, I was thicker than him too. (laughs) AJ Styles is not very big. I mean, yeah, yeah. AJ Styles is five ten. Jay Lethal is five nine. Adam if, Cole is five ten. It's oh, like if yeah, Adam Cole is five ten, I'm seven feet. Adam Cole is a small. He's like scrawny, and but I buy it. I mean, I do buy it, but I mean, I he wrestles know, I, big. No, I grew up in the eighties, so I mean, the only guy some, on that roster powers. that is legitimately big is Donovan Dijak. Everybody else yeah, on that roster is small. Eight, but like, yeah, uh, Kyle O'Reilly six feet. Yeah, I mean, at bet, I mean, that's a, yeah. that's about the best I can do there. <laughs> I mean, Bobby Fish is maybe five six. Michael Elgin is five yeah. eight. It's like you know, come on. <laughs> at least he's big though. He's like I've got stout. a I've got oh, a great God, picture on my Facebook. And Strowman's pitching height yeah. doesn't measure heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if anybody's uh-huh. listening to this, uh, go to my Facebook. I've got a picture of me and Michael Elgin, and it's just the scariest thing I've ever seen. His arms are like as big as my you know waist. It's the craziest thing you've ever seen. But he is about five eight. Uh, goodness. So with that, guys, uh, last thing we're looking forward to, or the biggest thing we're looking forward to in SummerSlam as we uh, as we wrap up and get out of here. 
I'll say I I think I've been pretty effusive in my praise of SummerSlam, so I'll take this last parting shot as um, Lucha Underground starts up again in two or three weeks, and I'm so so excited. That trailer popped me like nothing else. Eric or Tim? I think that I'm most looking forward to at SummerSlam. Um, or going forward, obviously. It's got to be the Hype Brothers, I think. Oh, wow. That's that's going out on a limb right there. No, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm i just, I'm not, it's not necessarily that I'm looking forward to it. I'm just curious because on the I'm just looking at the WWE.com like, list of matches, and they have Brock Orton as the top match, but I would be, I'm just interested if that ends up being the main event or not. I think so. if it's the main event, it means Orton's winning. That's what I think. That's why if they really go through it like they did last year and put Brock up top, because Brock and Orton have been getting like all of the talk, they've been getting all the uh, attention for the like the ads and stuff. Like I think that that's what they're going to go at the top, and it's going to be a crowning achievement for Orton. So, so are we split on the Brock and Orton? I'm I'm Brock winning tonight. Yeah, I'm Brock. still Brock winning. I'll still go with that. Oh, so I'm the outlier. Okay, oh, okay. cool. All right, all right. Um. Well, what I'm looking forward to tonight is is to see if the you know if they do go in the direction that I think they they should go with with Balor and 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 give him the title, and then you know either tonight or tomorrow, you know, start the idea of him with the club, and instead of AJ kind of you know, eh, will he, won't he, and then he does. Like, it's just right away. Like, he's okay with them, you know, being there and, and there's boys because they go back even further than AJ and him go back. You know, they can pull that whole card. So, um, because I think, you know, as much as I love the demon character and I understand he's a face and he sells merch, I think he sells more face as the cool head of a heel stable. I really do. Just because you see those shirts everywhere. It doesn't matter if he's a heel or a face. So, um, I, I, I just, I think that tonight you'll see Balor get the belt and, uh, you know, I think it gives Rollins something to shoot for. That's, that's my hope for it. Yeah, that, that's a great call. I, I think, uh, for me, it's, uh, I'm a little curious to see who goes over in the Reigns and Rusev matches. As we talked about a few minutes ago, I, I genuinely don't know who wins that match, which is pretty surprising in pro wrestling these days. And, and Rusev's uh, Twitter is really good. Yes. Yeah. He is one of the greatest on Twitter. Like him, Owens. Owens is the uh, best. Owens, Owens is, is the awesome. best. Y two J is really good too. Jericho's good. Yeah, Jericho's pretty good on on Twitter. There's um oh yeah Bailey and Sasha are good on Twitter. Um, there's Big a couple e. other. Oh yeah, Big that e. was yeah. the guy. Big E is incredible on Twitter. He is like amongst one of my favorite guys on Twitter, regardless of whether he's a wrestler or not. There have been a couple he times I tweeted good. him about like I think you might get fired. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestlers are better than better at Twitter, better than baseball players. Thousand percent. That's one hundred percent correct. Yeah. So Sam Sam's and Ben's theory about baseball players not being funny. Like there's two good baseball tweeters really. That's that's about it. Yeah, that's very and true. one of them's retired and the other one has been injured. <laughs> Uh, wow on that note i think we're gonna wrap right there and that's perfect so uh guys uh let, let's uh end the show the same way we uh we came in uh say goodbye to the audience we'll start with uh start alphabetically eric ferguson thank you for listening audience uh this is eric ferguson at fergamania i will beat uh, both ryan and eric hartman in the battle of war series bash <laughs> challenge this season i'm looking forward to it your name in the spreadsheet is bad eric well that's because yeah i'm a heel duh I kind of liked it myself. Yeah. 
Anyway, Mr. I'm Eric Cheesy Hartman. Mr. Uh, himself. I'm Eric Hartman, and I'm also proud of my stable of Wrestle Boys. So thank you so much all for listening, and have a great day. That's such a Canadian thing to say. Um, <laughs> basically, uh, at Mr. Tim Livingston, uh, at PPW Petaluma, Friday, August 26th, Phoenix Theater, Petaluma, California, 8 p.m. bell time. Uh, I will be there. I will be broadcasting, and uh, it'll be fun. So if you're local, coming out, enjoy a fun show. Jeff Cobb, who you might know as Matanza from Lucha Underground, he's going to be on the show. Oh, Come cool. On out. Very cool. Yeah. Tim, we got to get you back on the next time because we didn't even get into uh, talking about being an announcer with the Indies, and we just we had so much on the plate today. But we're going to have to have you back at some point, maybe when the Stomper season's over and, and time's a little bit uh, easier for you. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Um, I am uh, Ryan Sullivan. My shout-out's going to be uh, check out ROH's pay-per-view Death Before There's Honor this weekend. Uh, the replay was the uh, is available everywhere, and uh, absolutely every every match was better than the next. So uh, highly recommend that card and uh, check out Evolve too. I was at Friday Night Show and Saturday's was great as well. You can find that on the Fight TV app and then wherever you want to find it. So uh, with that, guys, um, have fun tonight. I'm looking forward to the show and. Um, I don't really have too much else to say except thanks for coming on and uh, talk to you guys soon. Bye. See you. And that was a special Banish to the Pen wrestling episode covering SummerSlam and the entire wrestling weekend of SummerSlam that has now become probably the second biggest wrestling weekend of the year. So I want to thank both Eric's and Tim for joining me. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did because we certainly had a lot of fun. And uh, it's unfortunate that we can't share the stuff that was off the air, but... Uh, that was a lot of fun, too. So thanks to those guys. Thank you guys to li- for listening. And uh, before we wrap up, I want to give a big shout-out to uh, everybody involved in Banish to the Pen, uh, our writers, technical su- support staff, editors, and everybody uh, working really hard. A uh, lot of people doing a lot of great work and uh, a lot of yeoman's work uh, that doesn't always get appreciated. So well done, guys. Pat on the back. Job well done. With that, this episode is a wrap. Be nice to your fellow listeners. <laughs>